Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wife, Janet, and we will be discussing creating barriers to prevent obesity today. Um, Tammy, Dr. Tammy Lopez, she's a pharmacist and was going to be discussing drug nutrient depletion, which is a real thing. And you don't want to miss out on that episode. She's going to reschedule. She had some things come up. So excited to have her on in a few weeks, months, I think. Um, so, but today we're going to be talking about obesity and why are we going to be talking about that? Um, I've shared a couple posts. Uh, the first one was the Sports Illustrated edition of the latest, one of their latest, because I, I didn't realize it until it shows, tells you how much I care about the Sports Illustrated edition, swimsuit edition, um, that I didn't know that they have multiple models on there, um, depending on you know when they release it or whatever. So it's not just always one per year. There's multiple ones. So I shared the one of obesity um of there's an obese model on on the uh, cover and she's five foot 11 242 pounds so bmi of over 33 definitely obese and we don't need a scale or a bmi number to um you know diagnose obesity um you can tell by looking at somebody if they're carrying extra body fat so there was you know as you can imagine there was a lot of controversy when i posted that and really, I'm not posted to shame anybody. Um, I'm posted to get the word out there um, because I love people. I love all people and I want them to be healthy. And obesity-related disease kills more people than anything else in America, period. It's the number one killer. So um, my goal, as always, um, in, in Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy and in this podcast, Health Solutions, is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. So with that, we can prevent obesity. Obesity is preventable. And we're going to go into some tips today about how to do that. So Janet, what, what do you want to start with? Well, I'm going to just start with if, if we want to uh, educate ourselves about how deep this problem is and for how long it has existed in our country, um, if we trust all the numbers that the CDC posts, which I do on this one, I see no reason for them not to. Um, one person dies in our country every 36 seconds from a heart attack. Wow. So we've had other doctors on our show. Dr. Wallen had discussed this. And if, if that should be enough to say that, you know, that's nearly two every minute in our country. So we're not... We're not joking about this. It's a serious problem. Um, if if we break it down, that's one out of every four Americans is going to die from heart disease. And of course, that is mixed in with, with uh, other cardiovascular events. But this is a lifestyle. It's not always just genetic. So um, if we want to go down that road of, of being upset about it because we have genetics, we still can change this. This is not something that's not changeable. It is. Other countries have changed it. Other countries live differently. They have different lifestyles. And so as Americans, we always want to think that we are top gun in, in, in the world. So let, let's... Let's be creative and let's 
challenge this and let's change this picture because we just spent the last two years in fear over a virus, but we're not afraid of something that is really killing us and has been for decades. I mean, to me, it's really sad that we've had this discussion about, well, you're, you're mean, you're, you're bullying people, you're shaming. No, it's that in our country, people are dying. It's, it's over. You're dead. You're buried. So, um, solutions are very simple. And if we want to think about what is one of the biggest risks that we have, it's what we put on our table and bring home from the store or from a restaurant. And those are all things that all of us have a say in. We have a choice. We have a decision as a consumer, as a, as a person that's eating it or drinking it. So, um, that's what we want to talk about today is that there are some solutions. And that's one of the things that Sean and I really felt very strongly over the years is that if people knew that there was something really easy that they could do to change their life without spending a lot of money or taking a lot of time, just making small decisions and small choices over time, and it would make an impact on their health, their family's lives, everybody in that household I think more people would do it, especially if they're educated in how. So. I agree. And let's compare um, obesity with smoking. So as of 2014, obesity has killed more Americans every year now than smoking. Um, think about this 50 years ago. 50 years ago, doctors smoked in the hospital while right. they were rounding on patients. Everybody smoked. Everybody's, or not everybody, that's a strong word, a but a lot of people smoked. And then when they were, when we started realizing the health dangers of it and we started educating people on it, people, the smoking rates declined in the United States. So the rates of um, certain cancers went down also. Right. So, I look at it like obesity the same. Obesity, if we educate people, it is preventable. Type 2 diabetes, which can lead to renal failure, which can lead to blindness, which can lead to um, losing your feet, amputation of your feet, and many other things. And diabetes is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease, which like Janet said, two people, two Americans a minute will die from cardiovascular disease in America. Just think about this. In this half-hour podcast, 60 Americans are going to die because of cardiovascular disease, which is largely preventable. So <clears throat> we can create barriers in our life to prevent ourselves to make good habits. Um, so Jan, let's talk about some of those um, barriers we can create. Well, one of the first things that I think um, we can do is as we are going through the grocery store, let's be mindful of what we're doing. And I, I step back a little bit. I'm not somebody that wants to go extreme to one side of the world on, you know, it, you know, 100% carnivore, 100% keto, 100% vegetarian. That's lifestyle choices that you can make. I understand that. But I, I'm in the middle of the road. I think all things that are from a natural source and rot are, are meant for ingestion. Now, do I think that some people have uh, allergies or sensitivities? Absolutely, 100%. So that's your um, place where you make those choices and decisions. But the first thing to remember is that, especially as a lady in the household, you know, we're, we're the consumers. We go to the store most of the time. I know there's some men that do, but we are the ones that bring things home. So the first step, I think would be just be mindful of what you have in your house and what you're putting in your cart. So fresh foods, 
things that rot, things that go bad are, are probably a priority. And seasonal is also the other thing because I get the pushback from people saying, well, fresh food is expensive. Yes, but so is somebody dying. So is disease. So we invest in our health now or we or we're going to pay back and and greater dollar amounts later. So let's, let's start with some really simple things. Um, you know, the easiest thing in the world would be to make a list of what you're going to get and stick to that list. And then avoid all the aisles that have everything in them that are processed. So if it comes in a box, don't get it. Don't get it. And I know one of the things that our family did, and this is something that helped me tremendously, is that thing called a cereal box. I don't buy them. Gone. They're not in my pantry. And I know people say, well, it's fast. And it, and it, it is. But you know, there is a thing called an egg. And there are things called sausage and bacon and things like that that are healthier. Or you could substitute if you want to go down that road of grains. There are things like oatmeal. So oatmeal is super cheap. There's no, um, unless you buy, of course, the, the, the flavored kinds, but oatmeal is super cheap. You don't have to buy something that has all those sugars and additives in it. So stay away from anything that is extra in that container. And stay away from the quick oats. Good right. steel oats because you have to cook them longer. So that means you'll eat less because it takes longer to prepare them. Just saying. Right. The other thing we can do is um, we always talk about drinks. Well, stay away from things that are loaded with sugar. Okay. The first thing would be would be juices. Juices are just full of fructose and flavors that, you know, we don't really need them in our society. I'm not saying occasional person might, you know, I know my husband does races and, and he burns a lot of energy and sometimes that might be appropriate. But most times, if we avoid things that are just loaded in sugar, then, of course, we save on the calorie side. So small things can make big changes. So if, like, you decided, okay, now we're going to eliminate one thing at a time in our house, which might be the easiest approach versus doing everything all at once, one thing at a time. Well, eliminate one thing that you know that is a problem for you. For me, I love cookies. I could eat the whole container. I don't care if it was baked. I don't care if it came from a box. I love them. So I don't bring them home. So there's just things like that. So identify things that are problems is where we're going with this. Get rid of snacks. So even the typical nuts, the typical bars, granola bars, whatever, these healthy snacks that we're talked about, just get rid of them. Don't have them in your house. And then all of a sudden you won't eat them. Um, if you do want snacks, why not blackberries? Why not blueberries? Um, I dare you to overeat an apple or apples. Um, I dare you to eat more than one apple. Usually one is enough. But how many peanuts can you eat? How much trail mix can you eat? Handfuls and handfuls. And it's like 170 calories per handful. Peanuts are loaded in calories or nuts are loaded in calories and they're easy to overeat. So, you know, eat something. If you're going to have a snack, like Janet was saying, if it doesn't rot, don't eat it. So don't have it in your house. And um, that way, um, you, you, it'll, you'll have a less propensity to save stuff up because it'll rot and, you'll have, and then you'll eat less also. Well, there is, there is kind of a commitment that when we buy fresh food that we need to perhaps make a few more trips to the store. But there are things and tips that we can do to help with that too. So for example, 
if it's not season for for fruit like blueberries buy them frozen and sometimes that might be better too because if you travel or your house is really busy um frozen things are easy to also and they're good um frozen fruit can be very delicious it also maintains a lot of nutrients so if if you're worried about that i, I believe in frozen uh, vegetables and fruit um, but I do caution again, like when you start getting into things like potatoes and sweet potatoes, they do add things to them. So, you know, keep that in mind. But these are just tips. And I think the thing is, is that as we slowly work healthier things into your diet, it gets easier and easier. So with the frozen fruit, frozen berries, many times be careful because sometimes they do add extra sugar right. to those. So be careful about that. But, you know, Janet mentioned... so. I, I named this podcast um, Creating Barriers to Prevent Obesity. So Janet mentioned you might have to take a few extra um, trips to the store. Guess what? That's a barrier. That's a good thing. Right. Because when you're sitting around at 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night, and you know everything else is caught up, and you're sitting on the couch um, doing whatever, relaxing, and you want that extra food, and the only way to get it is to go to the store, you're probably going to say no. Right. Whereas if it's in your pantry and it's in your or your um, fridge, you'll probably say yes. And that's part of the problem in America is most of us have essentially an unlimited food source in our house. I mean, we have enough food for years usually. So create those barriers where um, you know, it prevents you from overeating. I, I know a guy that was a triathlete and in his serious training season he would have no food in the house, literally no food in the house. And every day he would go and he would buy the food that he was going to eat for the day. And that was it. That was his bar- his way of creating a barrier because he didn't have the willpower to say no to the other, to those, um, if he had extra food in the house. So um, whatever you have to do to create that barrier within reason, of course, is, right. is very important. Um, so before we get past the fresh food thing, I, I want to just point out too, we we live in a very rural community and there are lots of farmers markets, but um, my family does live in a bigger city and there are farmers markets. So look that up as well, because a lot of times that produce is very inexpensive in comparison to sometimes the grocery store. And usually it has better flavor. It's uh, usually locally grown. And then you can also find um, smaller stores that we see popping up throughout um, in our community. They're offering fresh options. So, you know, be creative, look online, search for stuff, watch in the paper, watch online. There, there are other options out there um, that can be super fun to do. I mean, a farmer's market, if you have kids, can be really fun for your children because they enjoy getting out and they can pick out certain um, vegetables or fruits or things that are there. And that gives them the opportunity to make a choice in that decision. And farmer's markets are extremely inexpensive. Right. Um, I did a video on Facebook and it's also on my TikTok account. Check out my TikTok account um, at Sean Needham. Um, I do a lot of short videos on there, but it was on healthy eating. Healthy eating expensive is healthy, is eating healthy expensive. And I did a comparison of a McDonald's hamburger, you know, just a small cheeseburger, which is like 370, 400 calories. Um, and I, and um, it was like, I don't know, three or four bucks. And then I had a one uh, 
russet potato. So that's actually a serving. A serving size is the size of our hand. A serving size is not like this in America. So a serving size of a potato is the size of our hand. And um, I had some broccoli on there and I had a chicken breast and it was like the same price. So like three or $4. And if you look at the plate, not only does it look nice and looks healthy because it's colorful, which is good. That means there's antioxidants in the food. Um, but it filled up the plate and that small hamburgers just in the middle. And I can tell you, and one of them was a chicken breast. Um, so you got good protein. You got some fiber with the broccoli. Um, you know, that fills you up. That one hamburger doesn't fill you up. So that's why if you eat healthy, it's actually less expensive and you feel satisfied. Because let's face it, my whole point of doing the video was when you go to McDonald's to order that hamburger, you don't order a small hamburger. That's the problem. Ah, you know what? You know, the Big Mac is only like 50 cents more. I'm going to get the Big Mac. So there you go, double the calories. And you know what? Fries are only 50 cents more and I can I can supersize it. So for another 50 cents. So next thing you know, you're spending seven, eight dollars, whatever, and you're getting like fifteen hundred or two thousand calories if you have a loaded soda, a, a leaded, you know, caloric soda. Um, and you're still really not gonna feel full. Yeah. So it's important to eat real food and it's not expensive and it's more satisfying. Right. And the other thing I think is as we're focusing on food today, which we probably will run out of time and have to use some other time for some other subjects on, on, on weight. But let's, let's realize too, we understand that we get fatigued when we come home, when we have kids to take care of. So one of the other steps that I think besides our, our habits of grocery shopping, um, is planning a little bit. So one of the things that we've done in our household that's been extremely helpful is we plan ahead to have certain things available to us. So when I get home from work, it's easy. I don't have to go into a lot of steps to think about it. So we prepare meat ahead of time. And then I always have some form of, you know, a salad or fruit or whatever, just available to throw in with our meal. So preparing so we don't have fatigue because I think a lot of times what happens is we get home and it's like we throw something together or we grab stuff because we're tired, we just do. And that's also sometimes we're tired because our kids are busy with activities and it's easier to go through in our brain a drive-through. And I understand that sometimes that does have to happen, but the less times it happens, the healthier we will be. And I think too, going back on just the whole subject, you know, Janet talked about, you know, shopping for food and how she's the main one that does that. I think one of the things that's important is that as parents, if we want healthy families, we have to be good role models. So I see it quite often um, where, you know, somebody comes to me and they say, well, you know what, my kids are overweight and I want to fix that. How can you help me? And honestly, it starts in the mirror with ourselves. And, and believe me, I've been there. Um, I've been obese, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I was 60 pounds heavier. I was obese. I was in, had a lot of health conditions. I was going down the road that we were just talking about, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, all that kind of stuff. And I decided to make changes. And it wasn't until I made those changes that, you know, our family followed. And really, how can I ask my family to be healthy um, 
if if I'm not. And and at the time, I had a son that was overweight, and um, you know, we were not eating the best. And I I can't ask them to do something I'm not willing to do. So I think it's important as parents that we become role models. That's what that's where it stems from. I really honestly believe that. Right. I think that is super important. And the other thing too is that you know we don't have to go to extremes in making these choices and decisions. You know, if you identify one problem in your house and you start eliminating that problem, you know, then pick up another one. Do one at a time. Um, There's no reason that we have to just go all the way cold turkey on something unless, of course, it's something horrible. You know, I I believe that. But, you know, let's make choices and decisions like one at a time because if if you can do one thing and succeed it builds on another so if let's say we decided no more soda that's sugar in our house um and we keep doing that for two or three months then let's tackle another thing you know let's let's set some goals once we've tackled a few things you know and then that kind of builds it's like a snowball it's one small step at a time that's going to swing big doors and if we can prevent extra weight and then we start eating healthier and the weight starts coming off then we've made a huge change in our health and even 10 pounds makes a huge difference in somebody's overall risk so it's not like we're saying like you know this has to be right this moment from one extreme to the other. Let's make small steps. Let's make decisive decisions. Let's be mindful of what we're purchasing and when we're purchasing. So when we are tired and fatigued and we have a lot going on in our life with our kids and our family and our lifestyles, that we can achieve these because seizing the moment now is much easier than trying to go back and reverse things. Because once you start having a heart attack, you're your lifestyle is is changed. And that means even if you, like many people will have a silent one, even if you've had silent heart attacks, to reverse this is very hard. And Although it, possible. It is. But let's not even get there, right? right. We don't have to because this is called lifestyle. This is not, we're not talking about genetic, we're talking lifestyle. So it's seize the moment, make those decisions and take steps forward. And 10 pounds. Yep. Let's look at this. Um, if we talk about drinking our calories, Jan and I talk very often about don't drink your calories. Not only does that include juices or um, sodas, but also alcohol. Yep. And 10 pounds a year is 200 calories. Do the math. Um, is 200 calories. That literally, you know, it used to be years ago, 12 ounce soda, 12 ounce beer. Well, that's, they're not the window now. It's usually 20 ounce soda and 20 ounce of beer. So, if you limit 20 ounces of soda and 20 ounces of beer or beer equivalent um, in calories per day, you will lose just that alone. You will lose 10 pounds in a year. So he's saying cut down by one. One. Just, one. just one, one drink a day if you're drinking so, every day. Right. You don't so, have to completely eliminate to lose 10 pounds. Right. So there's small things that we can do just eliminating one thing at a time. So um, we also live in Starbucks here in the Northwest and, and coffee shops. And I will say that I super enjoy a, a good coffee. And so um, my crutch sometimes has been to drive through and get um, a loaded drink. And so I'm not saying that you can't, but there's choices. So for example, I use a skinny versus the full on fat and also do sugar-free. And I don't um, 
feel like I am cheating myself by having one of those every once in a while. So, you know, there's, again, small things. You can still enjoy something. Just don't do it every single day because those small things add up. And, and that's the point of it. And, you know, Sean was talking about the, the shaming part of, um, but that's not what this is about. Healthcare is telling people what problems they can identify in their lives and giving them solutions. We never would do that with somebody that had an addiction to cigarettes. We would always tell them that that puts them at risk for cancer. Same thing here, being overweight, uh, unhealthy eating habits put us at risk to die. And, you know, if we really want to be serious about this and we really want to prevent and keep people alive in our country, we need to change that. And it comes from our house. It doesn't come from your doctor or your government. It comes from you making decisions every single day. And some other decisions you can make is, you know, people always say, well, what if I eat out? And, and like Janice says, you should prepare first. You should try to bring food to work, prepare for it, prepare prepare with healthy food at work. You don't have to eat out. Not only does that um, make you eat healthier, it also saves money. Um, but if you do eat out, there's no reason you can't eat healthy. And especially at lunchtime. Let me tell you, here's a tip at lunchtime. Never, ever, ever, ever supersize or order something really big because, you know, your lunch is typically half hour to an hour and then you're going to be at work again, right? So no matter what you eat, probably, you're going to be forgetting about it in like an hour and you're going to be so busy, hopefully at work that you're not going to be thinking about food. So order something small, order a salad and, you know, you will be happy with that and you'll probably eat it all. But think about it. If you ordered that supersized meal, you'd probably eat it all too and not feel good about it. So just you order something very, very small and healthy for lunch. And when you go back to work, you won't even remember um, that you what you ate earlier and you'll be satisfied. Um, so I know Janet says we might not have time, but I want to talk about anti-barriers to exercise. Uh, we talk about creating barriers to, to prevent obesity, but one of those is to... Um, not have barriers to exercise. So some tips in just the five minutes as we finish this up, some tips are this, you know, have a routine, even if it's just walking, if it's just walking every morning for 10 minutes or whatever that is, um, have a routine to do that every day. And um, I suggest doing it before you get started doing other things. Just do it before you get started because then it's easier to, to get it done and less excuse in the afternoon to not get it done. And whatever your clothes are, your shoes, your, your workout clothes, have those laid out the night before. That's one less barrier that you have to creating that good habit of your movement every day. Um, and whatever your exercise is, create that. I know I, I, I ride bike. So I will have all my clothes laid out. I'll have my bike ready. I'll have water bottles. I'll have fuel if I need it. Um, anything I need that's going to... Um, create less of a barrier so I can't say, ah, you know what? I don't want to get ready to go ride. I, I, you know, so, and it, and it helps tremendously. So that, that is just cre creating less barriers to um, good exercise. You have any tips for that, Janet? Um, so one of the things that I think is super important too is getting outside. I know sometimes weather is not always permitting that, but I think that when we get outside and start moving, that there's something special that happens. And we are, I mean, I know when I had children and they played outside, they were tired and slept well. So I think some of those 
little steps of if you can get outside and exercise, do that. Whether it's, you know, your garden or your yard or whatever, get outside. Because those do things that help us prevent eating. And it also gets us into a better mood. We just feel so much better. Our neurotransmitters are released and exercise is a lot more enjoyable. I know when I'm outside, I seem to enjoy our exercise so much more. So those are just positive tips. And you know, here's the thing, small steps again. You don't have to run a marathon. Let's start with simple things. Just start moving. Just start doing something and then build on it. You know, it doesn't have to be that I have to do X, Y, Z before I can do this. If if you want to go to a gym, just go to the gym. You don't have to do everything as far as, because everybody's at different levels and steps. But the first thing is, is just start moving. Right. And if you can't go to the gym, don't go to the gym. Yep. And there's wow. been many a times when I'm traveling or something like that, I don't have access to a, a gym with decent equipment. I just do something, push-ups, um, all kinds of bodyweight exercise, squats, whatever. And sure, maybe it's not with weight, but it's better than nothing. Um, just keep moving. Right. Um, and, and on this topic, as we finish this up, remember, it's facts over feelings. And obesity is dangerous. It's the most dangerous thing we can do as an American is to be overweight. And um, it's not fat shaming when we, when we speak truth. I'm, we should do it in love. And we do it because we love people. And we want them to lead... To, to live uh, not only a longer life, but also a healthier life. So they're not wheelchair bound or hospital bed bound. And if you've seen seen it with morbidly obese patients, that's what they are. And Jan and I have experienced that in healthcare. And it is not very fun to see that kind of stuff at all. And that's something I want to prevent from happening. So right. our goal here is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. As two pharmacists, a pill is not the answer. A pill is not going to be the answer to diabetes, to hypertension, to all these chronic diseases caused by obesity-related um, problems. Um, a pill is not the answer. No, it's um, lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. Yep. So um, don't forget to check us out. We, we cannot stream live on Facebook right now because I've been restricted. That doesn't mean you can't watch us because you're watching us right now on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and um, YouTube. So um, don't forget to like those and comment. Um, please let us know what you think about our episode. Please let us know what ideas you have to creating barriers um, to preventing obesity or um, what tips do you have to um, prevent barriers from from healthy living. So we love your comments. Um, as always, um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you so much. Yeah.